This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. When it's time to upgrade to a new mobile phone, what should you do about recycling your old phone? An electronics recycling expert shares some advice. It's really important to not just drop off at a drop-off center where anyone has access because in today's age, so much private data is stored on phones. Then, the human brain can stay sharp as we age if we train it to do so. A neuroscience researcher says it's never too soon to start. The things that you see in your 40s and 50s are sort of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what you're going to see in your 60s, 70s, and 80s. So if you have a little at age 40, most likely you're going to have more as you continue to age. Those two stories and much more are ahead on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this short timeout. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Want to be a better decision maker? And be more creative, too. It starts by keeping your brain healthy with proper care and attention. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to talk with an expert. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Mark Underwood. He's a neuroscience researcher, an expert on the topic of brain aging, and he teaches ways to improve cognitive function. He's also the president and co-founder of a Wisconsin-based biotech company called Quincy Bioscience. Mark, welcome to InfoTrack. Hey, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Let's talk about brain aging in general for just a moment. At what age is it normal to start losing some metal sharpness? You know, the average age that we start to see a depletion in cognitive functions is about age 40. Certainly we can have issues earlier than that, but that's a time when our hormones are actually changing and causing some changes inside our brain that leave us with mild memory loss associated with aging. Does that accelerate as you hit, say, your 70s or 80s? Actually, it does. The things that you see in your 40s and 50s are sort of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what you're going to see in your 60s, 70s, and 80s. So if you have a little memory loss at age 40, most likely you're going to have more memory loss as you continue to age. And that's just a part of the aging process that can certainly be accelerated with different types of disease pathologies, whether you're you're genetically susceptible to those things. But we need to address the memory problems when we're young. And yeah, 40 or 50 is certainly young enough to see a, a tremendous difference if we allow ourselves to make some changes. People are living a lot longer than they ever have before. What percentage of people in, say, their 80s are dealing with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia? Well, that can be in excess of 50%. By the time you're age 65, you have about a 10 to 20% chance of having Alzheimer's. But when you get into 80 to 85 range, that can go up to 50 to 60%. So it's definitely an age-related phenomenon. Now, there's a lot of things that lead to memory loss. Not all of them are Alzheimer's. And that's why we need to pay particular attention to even the forgetting of phone numbers and sunglasses and cell phones because our research has indicated there's an underlying process that's going on that's starting at an earlier age, but of course then as it grows and grows in consequence, you start to see bigger memory problems that are more troubling later. So we want to address the the small things that are happening when we're 40, 45, 50 years old. Everyone complains, I don't have enough time, I wish I had more time, but one of the things that you say is that actually that has something to do with how our brains function, especially how our brain perceives time, right? Well, absolutely. The amount of stress and information that we do digest on a daily basis, though, is much larger than ever before in the history of mankind. So time is of the essence, but when your brain is busy, 
you have to sort of figure out how to organize that information. And that's a very key strategy to help you make the most of your cognitive abilities. And I understand you have three ways that people can maybe carve out some more time in their day just by changing priorities and so forth. Can you just tell us about those three ways? All these have to do a lot with lists. So you want to prioritize things that you have to do. You want to delegate those things. Starting on the most difficult tasks, work towards completion of those tasks, and then, of course, delegate those things to other people or to another list for another day and time. But focus on the harder things early in the day when you have the most energy. Then delegate them. Say that you're going to do them at a certain time, a certain place. Tip number two is to do these things in batches. So if you're going to run errands, try to run them all at the same point in time. If you're going to respond to emails, try to sit down on the computer and do those all at once. So if you organize your things, prioritize your things, delegate them, and then do them in batches, you're going to make the most of your time. The final tip was something about executive function. Maybe you just need to explain what that even is, but go ahead. Well, the core of your planning and decision-making process is a process called executive functioning, and that's how we make decisions and organize, prioritize, and solve problems. And it's very important to enhance our executive functioning capabilities as much as possible. That has to do a lot with cross-training your brain, making sure that you're able to deal with the facts of the situation. It's gathering facts, solving bigger problems by breaking it down into smaller chunks. So it's very important that you give your brain some strategies on how to solve the problems that are facing you, organize your time effectively, and you're going to end up with more hours in a day. If you end up with more hours in a day, you're going to find some time in there to be relaxed and not just do more. So you got to know when to say when, get a good, healthy work-life balance, so that your brain's able to stay refreshed, your brain's going to be healthy, and you're going to have more cognitive capacity that translates into later years in life. You mentioned a few moments ago people in their 40s who are dealing with memory loss. Now, some of the things we just talked about, are, I'm sure, are incorporated into that. But are there other things that you recommend for people in their 40s and 50s who are concerned about maybe losing memory a little bit? Well, I think there's, there's some great advice that's gained by watching your diet. You want to reduce the amount of sugar in your diet for a properly functioning brain. Sugar becomes very inflammatory in, in the brain, especially as we age. We have to look at supplements to improve executive functioning. And you want to look at things like exercise, both mental and physical exercise. You can help your brain get a little bit younger by physically exercising and cross-training your brain, doing things like crossword puzzles, online brain training games, going to the museum. There's a, there's a lot of different things that can stimulate the brain to help it work better and to keep it properly exercised, and you need a little bit of rest. Too much exercise for the brain is going to wear you down. You need to properly rest and relax and let that brain get refreshed every once in a while. We've interviewed a number of experts through the years who have explained how sleep-deprived Americans are. Do we know what role sleep deprivation plays in the long-term functioning and aging of the brain? Oh, absolutely. Sleep deprivation is one of the bigger issues you have with memory loss. People that are good sleepers can have up to 10 to 15 times better memory than poor sleepers. You see, when your brain is at sleep at night, it's technically not asleep. It actually starts to burn a little bit more energy than during your waking hours. That's the time of day, or night if you will, that your brain's reorganizing all the information that you've experienced through the day. It's sort of like a computer reorganizing its files. When the brain gets enough sleep, you're properly reorganized, you wake up fresh and refreshed, tackle the new day's problems. But if you don't get that sleep, your brain never gets a chance to sort of organize that information. What you want to do, get yourself in a nice, cool, dark place. Don't have a big meal, don't have a bunch of drinks before you go to bed. Get a good night's rest, stay away from the TV when you're falling asleep. And if you get that deeper sleep, your brain's going to be healthier in the morning than it was before you fell asleep the night before. 
And that's a very important strategy to help keep the brain in good shape. Mark, you mentioned doing puzzles and things like that a moment ago. Is that something that people should be doing even in their younger years to try to maintain that, or is that something maybe they should just worry about as they get in their 60s and 70s? No, it's good at all ages. I think one of the keys is that you have to mix it up. We have some games actually on our website that are free, so you don't have to pay a subscription to play them. And what we've found is people enjoy being able to measure their performance, measure their output, see how they're doing, see how they're improving, and in working different types of brain processing. So, you know, there's a type of brain processing for language, and there's a type of brain processing for math and for art and for roller skating. You want to be able to work many different types of those brain processes, and these computer games simulate those environments so that you're strengthening many different parts of the brain and really getting a balanced exercise regimen for your brain. And that can be very helpful whether you're 15 or 55 or older. I think everyone knows maybe one or two friends or family members who have just amazing encyclopedic memories. Do we know why some people just have memories that are so much sharper than other people? Well, it's not that they're necessarily genetically advantaged. That's actually how it's supposed to be. The rest of us are at a deficit. So we need to be making the changes in our life so that we can live up to the potential they demonstrate in their day-to-day walk. So... There are certainly super geniuses out there, one or two in the world, that can remember all kinds of really obscure things. That's not really practical for day-to-day living. But if we change our diet, exercise, start taking the right supplements for our brain, challenging our brain, we can live many, many years and have a nice, healthy brain. Mark Underwood, president and co-founder of the Wisconsin-based biotech company Quincy Bioscience. He's also a neuroscience researcher and an expert on the topic of brain aging. Mark, give us your website one more time freeonlinememorytest.com. All right, well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you, sir. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, don't just toss that old cell phone or other outdated device in the trash can. You might be sorry. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 